be there. You are live. Okay. I don't have to record or anything, do I, Dan? No. No, just you, you get the recording after, don't you? And send it to me. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready to start? Let's go. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Supernatural podcast with me, Jill, and my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. God, that felt weird. I didn't practice that before. I know, we're out of touch, aren't we? <laughs> so how are you, Dan? I haven't seen you for... We were going to do these every month, and then it suddenly it's, what, November? And the last time we did was July. <laughs> We've done like five in the whole year. I know. Just, um, yeah, life just gets busy, doesn't it? Life just got busy. Like, I just don't know where the time goes. It's just so quick. And then you've got big news as well, because you're about to become a dad. Yeah, so this is live, but when the podcast is released um, on Spotify and things, I'll have like one more day of not being uh, a dad, because yeah, next Tuesday is the big day. Little girl is arriving, so yeah, big changes ahead for me. Exciting, yeah, big changes. <laughs> I think, like, uh, what I found was like people always go, Oh, your life will change, your life will change. You don't have any idea how much your life's going to change until, yeah, <laughs> until yeah. you've gone like six weeks with no sleep and you're like, Ah, but you know, what everyone says just like you did, they always say, Oh, big changes ahead, then they have this kind of sinister laugh as well, and this like smirk as if to say, You have no idea. What torture you have let you upon yourself have in that year. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um it's it's fun. It's good. It's all good. It's just like, yeah, it's just a bit crazy when the when the baby first arrived. But they're like a little kind of like leeches. <laughs> they just want everything from you. Yeah. And you're like, I've got nothing else to give you. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. <laughs> but no, it'll be fine. It's all good. Just yeah it's, it's exciting as well it's and like we were just saying off air before we started like it's very much we're, we're both hippies at heart but kind of i'm very much in practical mode it's like you you do kind of change you have yeah. you have to be practical everything has to be thought out planned are we prepared enough so like some of the hippie stuff falls by the wayside a little bit i find anywhere for me and the practicalities kind of took over a little bit it does. You have to come down to the 3D every now and then. And, mm. you know, like, it'd be, it's just, that's just the way life is, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. Still, uh, still, like, look at me in my 50s now, I'm fully embracing it all. It's like, I tell you what, it's like the whole thing just went, shoop, come back to me after, like, you know, a good few years of being in the 3D. Yeah, but it was always it was always in you. It's just kind of like someone's turned the dial up. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. gone, you've gone level ten. I've gone level ten now. Yeah, I'm in about ten D. It's <laughs> like yeah, but then that's when that's only because you get this time and space. Because my boys are now older, so oh, right. so you know you have to do these things once it'll all come back. It'll all still be there waiting for you to return. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that kind of on that note, then same as all you've gone. Uh, 10d do you want to um introduce your new book because that's kind of a that's kind of a product of you going 10d hippie isn't it oh yeah oh, do you want to talk about my hair because well, you haven't even seen my hair since well, it's, uh... it's the first time i've seen your hair but um <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a bit of a shocker if any of you haven't seen me i think you probably have seen us because if you've been mm. on my socials you've seen us but um 
yeah so it was a bit weird the whole hair thing it was like I was having a, a conversation on holiday going oh yeah I really like dreads and then I came back to my class and there's a lady oh it was like a sound bath something, and then she was like had a lovely set of dreads and then it was just like oh I love your dreads and then she's like oh my dread specialist hairdresser <laughs> so that's how it came about but yeah I love them it's like you know what's really weird when she started putting them in I was like I've had my hair like this before this has been this is like how I was meant to be oh you had like a like a progression like type of thing yeah yeah it was really weird and she said that that had happened quite a few times with people who were getting the hair in like yeah. and it's like a natural natural part of them Mm, maybe well if you in some cultures they believe in reincarnation as well so maybe you were i don't know yeah. maybe you were a, a witch doctor or a shaman you know or a i was a high priestess African <laughs> tribal leader back in the day yeah well when the romans invaded britain they commented that the high priestesses in all the churches in england had hair like snakes oh right okay maybe the snakes your power animal for this year oh yeah maybe not a frog. No, no, you still, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I mean, it's the, you've gone the colour of frogs. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, I know. One of my friends has started doing, like, cambo and stuff and trying to get me to do some cambo. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I think if you're going to go hallucinogenic, you just need to go for the good old mushrooms because frogs are... <laughs> As the, yeah, the mushroom is the way forward, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what was I going to tell you? I was going to tell you about my new book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big deal. It is a big deal. You know what? It's like, oh my god! I remember starting my business like nine years ago now, and thinking I want to write a book, <laughs> and I've kind of dabbled in them, and I've done free eBooks, and I've done eBooks, but I've never mm. actually done a physical print book, and now I have, and it's like. Oh my god! So I messed up a little bit on the on the launch in that I pressed the, a button at the wrong time and then it put the launch date on different times for the Kindle and for the print. But uh, because I'm doing it all myself, it's like that was just the way that it happened. So, um, so the print version will be out on Friday. So if you're listening to this recording, the print version, fingers crossed, should be out on Friday. The Kindle version is already there on Amazon. And um, the print version should be on Amazon on Friday as well. So there we go. It is called The Embodied Core. And it's all about, um, well, it started off. This is how I started writing, okay? Because I was going to write a, like a mini book. Um, and it was just going to be about, because I was doing a, a course on uh, women and back pain in January. And I thought, right, this is perfect. I'll write a little mini cop, mini book about this as I was doing the research and learning all about it and what I was discovering was that women's back pain you know how like back pain they tell you that it's either because you're overweight or because you're sedentary mm. and that is true for men but for women it's a lot more nuanced than that and you know how Paul Check always says like men are like dump trucks and women are like Ferraris that's actually in my vocab quote um and it's true and it turned out that women are a lot less prone to back pain for being sedentary and overweight it's much more likely to be either a bowel a bladder or a breathing problem oh well so, um so we have so much trauma so then i started writing like the, what the science was saying about like this stuff which is really interesting because that takes it away from the whole 
exercise and eat less kind of debate around what like what are women holding in their pelvises like we've got mm. birth trauma sexual trauma uh, pregnancy trauma all of that kind of stuff that we carry around which has got much more influence over our back pain so then i started going into more of the so i wrote the sciencey bit like what pain and what pelvic pain is and what back pain is and then i started writing the whole esoteric kind of stuff about trauma and breathing and the and gut health gut health plays a massive uh, role oh, in, in back pain and referred pain out from the you know the different organs into the back all that kind of stuff dead interesting actually yeah well it's i learned um something well not learned but i heard something recently which you know it's something really sticks with you because yeah. um i'll talk about it later in the podcast but i went to see lee, uh, lee oh, Brandon, yeah. who we've had on the podcast twice um because i've always had low back pain to a lesser or kind of more degree for probably 20 years yeah um so i did the whole assessment with lee and the consultation that type of thing and he said based on the latest research i think we've spoke about this a few times on the pod it's anywhere between one and seven years i think it's kind of maybe one or two years is the latest research that every cell in your body is brand new you produce cells new cells all the time so technically speaking within a year or two you are a completely new person so if you've got whole new cells in your body every one to two years, why have you still got back pain from 20 years ago? If it was a, like a physical problem, if there was a physical structural issue, all the cells are brand new. So you should have, that pain shouldn't be there anymore. So there's a higher chance that it could be psychosomatic. It could be something else going on, like trauma, like you said, um, gut health, things like that. So I don't, there obviously is instances where there's just a structural problem and stretching and strengthening and things can fix it. But if it's been going on for like a long time and every single cell in your body has replicated itself like 10 times since it first started, why is the pain still there? And it's an interesting, I just never thought about it that way, but there's a lot of kind of credence to it, isn't it? Yeah, like why would you hold on to patent pain when you're not like the same person anymore? It's like, yeah, it's dead interesting. That's where you get into the kind of psycho, psyche and mystical side of it in a way, the spiritual oh, side yeah. of it. It's like um, where do you hold emotions in your body? Where's your trauma held? Like it's so interesting. And your breath as well, how you breathe into your back and your pelvis makes a massive difference as well. So mm. interesting oh yeah and it's it's so deep and people are at different levels as well so for some people if you have back pain you might need a, a few stretches or a massage and it might go away for someone else it literally might be the case of you've tried everything in the book but there's even theories and i think maybe not hard evidence but there probably will be somewhere that you could be carrying pain from like generational pain generational heard, pain, past life pain yeah yeah past life pain i've heard stories where people have gone into like past life regressions and they've done uh, certain psychedelics and they've always had a pain in the left shoulder for whatever or something or in the middle of the back and they've been and they've been in battle years ago and they've took an arrow to the back or a blow to the back or something and that's passed down through generations and for some people might think yeah what a load of crap but th there's genuinely research into that and it can it can be proved to be true yeah what's that book your your body holds the score yeah um so yeah, yeah it can be it can be as complex as that we're not saying that that's if you've got a bad back you know you you weren't shot in the battle of agincourt but, uh, <laughs> but you never know 
You never know. I am. Yeah, I've got a client who she carries a lot of past life pain and like she's really into it. So we could go really deep with it. You know, I end up holding yeah. crystals on her knee and stuff to get rid of it. And like, yeah. I'm like, I don't do this with all my clients, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a time and a place. And the number one thing is the client has to be open-minded because if they're not, then it's pointless. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's like, if you come to me for back pain, I'm not going to like wave crystals over the top of you unless like, yeah. <laughs> but there is like, it's where science and like mysticism meet, isn't it? And it's yeah. like so interesting about pain and, and you're right, like the whole, the whole psyche of pain and uh, uh, like pain is in your brain, like it's your brain's way of protecting you. So it's mm. not actually in the part of your body that it's, there if that makes sense like the pain's registered in your brain and if yeah. you have pain, pain in one area it amplifies pain in other areas as well so you can right. like ramp it up and the whole system ramps up it's like a whole inflammatory response across the whole body and then so it's like calming it down like via breathing and meditation and all of that kind of stuff um so interesting though and then like you've got like the energy systems in the body like the chakras and stuff like so the sacral chakra for women where like the pelvis is all about like rhythm and flow and self-care like I actually looking after yourself I in touch with you womanly rhythms and your hormonal rhythms is the pain ramped up at certain times of the month is it down at other times it's like actually getting in touch with your body we've just offloaded it all to like a doctor somewhere and it's like we've got all this natural wisdom that we just forget about yeah and we are all guilty of trying to mask pain sometimes as well even just yeah. not not necessarily thinking i'm going to get rid of this pain but we we can take medication we can take painkillers those are the obvious ones but things like alcohol and um and caffeine these are all things which and and just distracting ourselves from what's actually going on we all do it we we like constantly distracted from what's going on um and going back to what you were saying just previously about uh, things like breathing and meditation and actually getting in touch with yourself that's another thing lee kind of explained as well with with persistent pain which has been going on for years the you're going to get more bang for your buck by focusing on um, non-mechanical factors so things like stretching and strengthening are good but you're going to get you're going to get far more relief from chronic pain by getting better sleep, eating better quality food, staying hydrated, having better thinking, those things are going to far outweigh any stretches and strengthen, which which also accounts. But if it's persistent, it's more likely that there's, there's some deeper factors going on with the body as a whole system, not just a specific pain point. Have you read my book? <laughs> <laughs> I've secretly read it. And <laughs> no, no, I haven't. But... Yeah, that's exactly oh, what. Oh, yeah, when you go through the, the, the Czech system, it's um it's so fascinating. And then obviously you've got the whole Pilates background and just living it as well. I'm no doubt like the book's very good. Um and when we were saying before about the it goes you, you can go as deep as going into the psyche and stuff in the Czech system, not that we, we went as deep as this, but if you get to like a master practitioner, you've learned so much detail about the human body. It's even just the first couple of levels are crazily deep, aren't they? But then imagine you get to level five. Apparently on the first day, Paul just says, right, forget everything I've ever taught you. This is how the body can actually work. <laughs> like, yeah. And you start talking, when you start cr cracking open the psyche of people and start realize what makes you tick. Like going into, 
trying to access your subconscious mind like that's when real trauma can actually be healed isn't it yeah it's like we live in this little circle like that dot and then but it's actually massive the whole thing that we could yeah. access like like, our- like the iceberg we are just our everyday consciousness is the tip of the iceberg whereas like 80 to 90 percent of it's actually <laughs> runs your whole life but you don't even see it yeah we're running it is the matrix <laughs> yeah it, it is it, it is and you get these weird things like coincidences and like yeah, a sixth sense like we don't really look into these things but there's something else going on isn't there it's and we get these brief glimpses of like um even just things like oh I wonder how Jill's doing. Then two seconds later, you get a text. Like there's something else in the background <laughs> going on. Like we have this connection. I listened to a really interesting podcast yeah. recently, and you know you have that thing like our sixth sense when you know someone's in the room or you know you're going to see someone. Everyone's experienced it, haven't they? Yeah. When this guy was saying, "Well, really, that should be called your first sense because for humans to develop out in the wild, they had to have this sense had to be the strongest. They had to know if." There's a funny feeling if I go into that cave, there's going to be a saber-toothed tiger. So that was not, you couldn't see it, you couldn't smell it, you couldn't hear it, but you had, you just had a feeling. You have it. Was, yeah. So you said that shouldn't be called your sixth sense, it should be called your first sense. And I thought that was an interesting kind of take on it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's really true. Like, you know, we wonder how much we've lost by creating this captive world that we live in you know like what the aborigines and stuff like how they live is just i think i need to go back there dan i think i could actually live like that most most humans have a craving to be to go back to nature yeah it's so difficult because we're so far removed like even we can't even go camping it's so difficult we need we need a car full of things just to go live outside yeah. <laughs> i know it's crazy isn't it how far removed we've come and i think the more that you get back to nature and back to like just natural things and reduce toxicity and eat real food and do all of that stuff that that's when things like persistent pain actually start to to go yeah yeah i mean so is that how you is that how your book is kind of structured? Is it do you focus on some of the simpler solutions and then go deeper into things like the psyche and stuff? Well, this is a... kind of like a beginner guide to right. like for people who are currently in pelvic or back pain or um for anyone. It is it is quite deep. Um there'll be stuff in there that you think, oh yeah, that really resonates. And then other stuff where you think, God, what is the heck is she talking about here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? and then but that's a bit but that's good because that's planting the seeds like you might not be ready to accept that level in yet but um on the back of the book i am gonna have a new program that will go much deeper into all of these things it's like the same like with us when we did our training there was like stuff now that i'm still it's still starting to come through you know like it was like five seven years ago that we did that and it's stuff where you can go so deep much deeper into everything can't you you, you, and you can't do it all at the beginning it just it's too it won't sink in like Uh, i remember remember going to see paul down in oxford and for five days i didn't understand anything he said (laughs) he was (laughs) he was like the, the pinnacle of holistic health and I was just starting, so it was like the gap was so big, I just didn't have a clue what he was on about. And it was good to experience it. But yeah. even some of the most intelligent people in the room were sat there scratching their head like, well, where's this one going? <laughs> so, like, so I just wasn't ready for it. Yeah, but, but if you meant that, was, probably, probably, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably understand a little bit more now because it's, yeah, the, the human body is so complex. 
and the human psyche is even more complex that sometimes you might just like you said there plant the seed and you might get back to it three or four years later um if someone said to you nine years ago you're going to be writing a book about the psyche with dreadlocks <laughs> what are you talking about I would have I'd have gone like eh what are you talking about man? but yeah. yeah so it is it's just how you evolve isn't it and you, like when you start living in a more like conscious way I guess like actually becoming aware of what's going on and how to create inner awareness as well that's what embodiment practices really are it's like I always think it is it a full body yes like I really now just go if someone asked me to make a decision is it a full body yes or is it and if it's a if it's not a full body yes then it's a no and it's like asking your body to actually yeah we've lost touch with our bodies so much and there's so much wisdom in there and it's like like you say it's the intuition it's that knowing the not gnosticism isn't it gnostics is that like knowing that something about something and mm-hmm. it's just like we've just switched it all off and it's like right come on it's time to actually get back into it it's time like that system hasn't worked <laughs> for yeah, the majority has, of people <laughs> yeah your body has so much wisdom and, and you were going back to a previous point you said about um even just overcoming back pain, which is a really big deal for some people. You can, there's loads of research being done on gut health. It's massive. But even that word gut, like intuition, a gut feeling, if your gut is rotten and it's diseased and it's, you know what I mean, it's your, your intuition goes. If you if you have that gut feeling, there's a reason why we say that, um, because all your hormones and you have chemical imbalances in there, you lose your intuition. So if you need to make a big decision in your life and you said you do you want a, an authentic whole body yes or a whole body no and you genuinely have no idea well you don't like normally we have a gut feeling for these things um but if you if your gut's diseased and rotten how do you get a good gut feeling it's it's it sound it might sound a little bit crazy but there's genuine science behind that isn't there absolutely and like your gut's where your hormones like serotonin's made in your gut your yeah. immune system's housed in your gut so if you've switched if you're filling your gut with rubbish you're switching off your immune system like it's and you're switching off those feel-good hormones it's it's just um i've realized that like getting all those feel-good hormones like from lifting weights is one way like exercising getting outside in nature eating healthy it all comes back to hormones and like just giving yourself the best feelings and you know like a lot of those hormones are painkillers as well like endorphins and stuff yeah body's natural painkillers so if you're switching off all of that element that's why it's so important because you're switching off the natural painkilling ability of your body mm. yeah i was t- when i was talking to lee it might have been on one of his podcasts anyway he was talking about when he suffered with acne uh, quite badly when he was younger obviously he went on a rampage and did all the research ever created um because <laughs> he's that kind of guy and he, he's very good at what he does he was saying if you're Speaking of gut health, if you've taken antibiotics, I think it's some of the latest research, if you've taken antibiotics more than five times, your chances of having lifelong depression go up, like, I can't remember what the statistic was, but significantly, because wow. antibiotics just carpet bomb your entire gut, don't they? They kill all the bad stuff, but they also do a lot of damage to the good stuff. So I think they, they worked out if you've taken antibiotics more than five times, your chances of depression go up because 
yeah, all your hormones and your chemicals, a lot of them are created in your gut, which lead yeah. to um, which kind of offset depression and things like that. So Leaf considered himself very lucky because he said in the early days when he had acne when he was a child and a teenager, the do- the doctor would just give him antibiotics all the time. He said he'd, he'd taken 20, 30, 40 courses of antibiotics and luckily it hadn't had the depressive effect on him. But for a lot of people out there, that could have happened. Um, I've probably taken 20 courses of antibiotics in my life. I used to suffer with tonsillitis and things consistently. Um, luckily, it hasn't affected me in that way, but it could be something else for people to look into. I know it's weird, isn't it? Because uh, uh, I've always had bad skin, and that's what the doctors used to give me antibiotics, but I never used to take them. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just like, and then I've never given my boys them either. Um, there was no. once when Josh had an ear infection, and we took him to an out of office, out of hours surgery thing, and they gave him antibiotics, and I was just like, I'm just going to hold off for another couple of hours and see if it's okay. And it yeah, started yeah. to gradually get better. So I was like, I've got them here just in case. But um, And then by the time the doctors opened on Monday, I took him back to the regular doctor and he was like, you've done so well there not to give him them because like he actually started to get better and uh, then his natural immune system was like yeah. then. And so touch wood, neither of my two have ever had any antibiotics. No, are in their life. I mean, I'm not against antibiotics again because they're life saving, but it's mm-hmm. that continual use of them, isn't it? That that each time you're exposed to them. And what was interesting was like when our Ash, the dog, he had a parasite <laughs> like, um, because he's always drinking out of puddles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and he ended up having he got a parasite. So the, the when I took him to the vet, he's like, oh yeah, I've tested him. He's got this parasite thing i've got to do a full gut cleanse on the dog what was interesting was that he gave us the stuff to to clean the gut out and he was like that's gonna kill all these like probiotic pre probiotics and stuff and he said here make sure he takes these which is all the like gut re kind of the the stuff to put all the stuff back into his gut so i'm like why don't they do that with humans when they give you antibiotics? They're right, take yeah. your antibiotics when you're finished, then start taking the pre and probiotics what they do with dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we often say we treat our dogs better than we, t- we treat ourselves, don't we? Have you ever been given a course of pre and probiotics after a set of no, antibiotics? Not, not a chance. And if you if you need to buy the good stuff yourself, because there's a lot of crap ones out there that's so yeah. expensive. But that's, that's so that's probably why. Um and I'm in the for, from what I've heard, you should be taking, um, it should always be followed by a course of pre and probiotics. Yeah. Like always if you have to take antibiotics, yeah. I think you should be taking them anywhere because just in general, our food quality and stuff is so bad. Um, but supplements are a bit of a minefield, I find, because you just think, unless you get a real um, like blood test, blood work done and figure out what you actually need, you just kind of, it's a bit of a stab in the dark anytime you buy something. That, and that's in my experience anyway there is some really good stuff out there but it's figuring out what you actually need yeah um, you need to send off proper stool samples like i did can you yeah, remember yeah yeah and it's and that's the only genuine way to do it one of my friends was talking to me the other day about doing like a 23 and me study to find out these testosterone levels and i was like it's it's just so surface level you need to like you need to probably pay thousands to get actual labs done it's so complex yeah mine was like a thousand and then and then it came back with like a about a 30 page report of like 
you've got yeah. this one, you've got this one, you've got this one. And then I was like, eh? <laughs> so like they analyzed it all and said, right, like that pathway is shut down. You need to like take this supplement to open up that thing. And yeah. it's really cool. very expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, I just did a, well, a couple of months ago now, I did a, a food intolerance test, um, blood one, one, one that Lee recommended. And yeah, again, I got like a 30 page report on, like <laughs> all these different immune indexes and I was like holy shit like how do I even comprehend what's going on but then luckily at the end it just tells you what food not to eat and what food you're allowed to eat and I was That's like oh, anyway, no, it's thank like... god <laughs> yeah but don't you really think like your level of like cognizance and that your beginner level at that where it's yeah. like with when stuff we're talking about like pain back pain and mechanics and biomechanics and stuff like we can go really deep into that kind of stuff. Whereas like yeah. most people are like, uh, they just want to know what exercises to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. Just tell me what food not to eat. Yeah, just uh, tell me what to do to correct it and then we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what, so like, yeah. So when we're looking at the book as well, I'm just thinking, looking at, it comes with a video program as well. So I do like a six week program where you'll get a video every week of the exercises to do what habits to do so i wanted it to be like a more of a holistic kind of thing rather than just a book that you read but you also get like a exercise program as well that runs alongside it because sometimes you can just go right you need to go like i remember working with some coaches and they're going right you need to like get 10 hours sleep and you need to lift weights five times a week and you're like yeah that's fine when you've not got kids dogs businesses to run yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff you know like eat only grass-fed organic like yeah okay but like sometimes that's not available and you know it's like try not to beat yourself up about that whole thing but just do the best that you can yeah. with what you've got i did exactly the same yeah when we during the check system it was like right i need to go home empty the house of all all <laughs> shampoo chemicals empty the fridge you know start earthing and it was just it was overwhelmed i need to buy a, a filter water filter that comes into the house and it filters it again and they'd add mineral <laughs> now yeah but then you kind of figure out right just choose one or two things which you can implement which you know you can do quite easily just get that dialed into your everyday life first until it becomes kind of subconscious that you just do it anyway and then add something else yeah because it's just yeah the overwhelm I, I i always do the opposite if i overwhelm myself instead of getting healthier i get worse because i just rebel yeah. i just rebel against the system <laughs> so, that's true like because you yeah. like beat yourself up because they are oh, shook shit i've not done that today and then you're like oh yeah. well, i can't be asked to do that bit i've not drank enough water oh, might as well eat some chocolate <laughs> it's like yeah just do what you can with what you've got and like small changes if you can be consistent with them which is what 99% of the people that we meet uh, lack consistency right yeah absolutely consistency there's definitely like major things you don't have to do the best workout in the world you don't have to eat 100% organic just try and get the most bang for your buck just do an exercise program consistently just whatever food, whichever meal you eat the most, just try and make you know that a healthy meal, and you'll be surprised how much of a big change you can make. I know, and like count the chemicals. How many chemicals are you putting in your body in terms of food? And mm. yeah, count the chemicals, not the calories. I think is always a good mantra to have because there's so much crap put into foods these days that oh, it's yeah. it's actually scary, isn't it? 
Um, are you still off the alcohol? Yep, coming up two years now. Oh, well, well done. Two years on New Year's Eve. Well, I was talking to Lou the other day. He's like, I'm 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good segue to go into so i went down to see lee because like i said i've, I've had some back pain and I, I i hurt the gym and it didn't really heal correctly anyway so i thought oh, i've always wanted to go and work with a czech practitioner and obviously we know lee so i'll give him a message and i had to wait a while to go and see him so then he said so we got arranged did the consultation and he said oh just come and stay at my house you know i know you it'll save you you know because it was two nights it'll save you a few hundred quid compared to getting like an airbnb or something so i drove down stayed at lee's house um but yeah to see the level that lee's at and he's like he hasn't drank for 20 years but he, he didn't have like a, a clean past he used to you know go out and dj and stay up all night and drink and stuff so it just goes to show when you see him i think he's he's early 50s years and he's in good shape and he doesn't look that old does he um but you see he's got a not a strict lifestyle but so he's like you say, all his water's filtered. It's filtered when it comes into the house. Then it's filtered through a filtration system. <laughs> then there's minerals added, and then it's restructured. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he's like next level. Yeah, and then it's all in glass. It's next level. Yeah, yeah there's no next, all, everything. Only drink out of glass bottles, not plastic yeah. bottles. I haven't got there's to no, that level yet. There's no Wi-Fi in the house. Oh, it, oh no, there is. But it's only switched on. Like it's very, very minimal. So there's, so there's no Wi-Fi. All wood floors, <laughs> you know. Like, it's some next-level stuff, but it's just all stuff which, like, is, isn't actually that hard to implement. Um, yeah. Like if you've got, not got kids, they want the Wi-Fi switched on all. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So he's, he's a single bloke. Um, so it's it's all levels. There's levels to it, isn't there? But he's really good at what he does, and he's, he's into it, and he, he heals people with complex problems. And he's, yeah. healed his own, he's healed his own complex issues as well. So, um, absolutely, but, but it was interesting. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, but that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, his supplement regime is like on point. Um, <laughs> and we ended up so like the a week before I was due to go down, he just he, he emailed me. He said, "Oh, Dan, on the on the Friday night, I've been given free tickets to um, go to this. It was called a Freedom Rally. So he he helped set up this organization." He was one of the founding members of, um, I think it's just called the Freedom Group, where they they not not necessarily protest, but they try and make changes. Um, kind of, it's very anti-establishment, as you can imagine. He says, and they, and they having a the the annual uh, event, and it was. I said, oh yeah, I'll go. He said, it's in London. We'll just jump on the tube. We'll we'll get there. I said, oh great. He said, it's it's all free, and it's, it'll be pretty good. It fills in the Friday night, really. So so we went, and we got off the tube, and we following google maps to see where it was and it was literally right next door to westminster abbey in this grade two listed building it was like spectacular <laughs> where the hell are we at here um <laughs> and there was people off the telly there and everything and i'm just there in my gym shark t-shirt <laughs> people are dressed up and uh there's like security and stuff and it was all yeah we just it was all free and um there's a lot of the stuff they were talking about i didn't understand a lot of it was like london based like stop you les that ultra low emission scheme oh, and yeah. yeah it was very like anti-establishment it was really good um but it just like it just cemented my idea of lee is this just like <laughs> it's just on another level but it was interesting um so yeah it was a bit of a mad weekend to be honest <laughs> did you get your document fixed <laughs> uh, yeah so you give me an exercise program so some of the tests that you do 
um because he was doing all the master practitioner stuff was actually doing the test was fascinating obviously like putting a blindfold on me and and ear defenders and then get me to walk around and like see which way you go left or right and i've got a head tilt and this that and the other so it was really good then he gave me a stretching and uh, stretching and strengthening program which i hate because it's so boring compared to what i normally do but because i can't do them and they're relatively simple it's like oh my god i'm so far out of condition in the postural exercises like this is exactly what i need but i hate it i'm like that's it postural exercises are always like really just boring holding uh, things for a while yeah, holding, holding things for a long time yeah uh, yeah so it's so, so it was really that. interesting it, it was good when you're used to doing dynamic workouts and you have to do a postural workout and it's just like stand against a wall and pull your elbow up and down and stuff. And it's yeah, like... just do like a wall lean just to strengthen the neck muscles and then really need to strengthen my right glute medius. So like, I'm, like I've am like i got like a an exercise band and I need to walk on lunges, but I need to do like 80 reps. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what? 80 reps. But that's how long it takes to build like the up to like three minutes you should be working for to build like postural strength so like i'm used to doing like 10 reps which takes (laughs) (laughs) so it's very different but it's good and it works i've just realized i've not got my headphones on you've got yours on i noticed earlier but i thought are they covered by the um (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've just realised. I don't even know where they are. I, I didn't want to tell you, but I, I didn't want to be rude. And, like, and they were going to be hiding under there. <laughs> just realised. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dana, I think have we got anything else to say to people? Just that you're going to be your life's going to change soon. So, we'll, yeah, we'll maybe try and get another one in before the end of the year. Do you reckon? Yeah, just just give us a message, and I'll see how life is going. I've got a month off work. Yeah. Um, well, like I've got you get two weeks paternity, then I've mm-hmm. I've saved all my holidays. So because Helen's going to be recovering from the section, I need it. It'd be good to be around yeah. and to help out. So, um, so yeah, I might look a bit different. I'll probably be grey by the time next time you see me. People <laughs> grow <laughs> longer, and you'll be grey, yeah. and you'll be like, "Where's that youthful Dan gone?" <laughs> <laughs> In lockdown, doing kitchen workouts, jumping around like a lunatic. Yeah, not anymore. No, it. Uh, no it'd be so good it will mm. um so where can well we're well, not going to be able to find you in many places but yeah, i'm off the radar just for now yeah, but, uh... so done have a bit of peace but um for me i am you can find me on organicpilates.co.uk and on instagram and facebook and my book will be on amazon and it's called the embodied core like i said the kindle version is already there you can just type that into the search engine and on friday all being well the print version will be out as well so yeah go and pick it up because i can definitely tell you that there'll be some interesting stuff in there even if it's just as simple as getting out of back pain with the simple stuff but I've got a feeling there'll be some hippie stuff in there that's gonna it might pique your interest. And that type, stuff, that type of stuff is the real interesting stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes it blows people's mind though and they freak out and they think, Go, oh, what is this? What you're talking about? And then yeah. actually the deeper you go into it, you start thinking, mm, maybe she's onto something. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm like. I love it. Like me and you are the same. I love a rabbit hole. Just like getting just a, a little glimpse of light and then going into it and like, Jesus Christ, and next time. Like my latest thing is remote viewing. I don't know if you've experienced this. Yes. 
I, I can't do it, but I just find it interesting, really fascinating. And then I dug a little bit deeper and listened to some podcasts and then finds out that like the American CIA, like had a remote viewing program because there's people that are that good at it. They were like solving murders and spying on different countries and stuff. Some people are that good at it. I was like, is there someone watching me now? <laughs> like, yeah. What's going on anymore? Yeah. Well, I went round down rabbit hole the other night about who profits from war. Oh yeah, and like, there's there's actually families who own banks and things like that, isn't there? So when you go, oh yeah, like what... the, um, uh, um, ammunition armament companies. Uh... Oh yeah, the Warren Warren Oil are the two biggest money makers in the world. So they all owned in America. So what does America do? Stop oh, war. People think you're crazy when you talk like that, but there will there will always be war. Doesn't matter. Yeah, there'll always be war because it's so profitable. So profitable, yeah, exactly. And it keeps and it gives people a common enemy to fight against, so they don't kind of look into what's going on behind the scenes type of thing. It's a distraction as well. 1984. It mm. And it's actually getting worse. I think. I think it is. It's a bit scary, isn't it? I'm very much anti-government still. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, well, all this stuff that's coming out now about, like, you know, when we were in lockdown and we were, like, you know, we were, like, talking, like, we weren't going to wear masks and stuff. But then yeah. it's, like, and you couldn't say that because that was bad to say that. And then, like, mm. then we were, like, going, well, should we get vaccinated and all of this kind of stuff. And now you look at who was making all those decisions. And none of them were bloody... That woman said there wasn't one point in time where number 10 actually adhered to any of the rules. Really? No, I didn't hear that. That's, it's such a joke, isn't it? But Absolute joke. They'll never be able to do that again, hopefully. I don't, know, I don't know how anyone even remotely trusts anything the government says. It's just... It, it's, it's laughable. It's actually laughable like how, how bad they are and how much they get away with. And that's just... And an you, look at, you look at America... Even if even if you just looked at the state of Joe Biden and he's meant to be the president of America, like is that not like a cartoon? Like we should have like super geniuses in charge of countries, and this guy should be in a senior citizen's home, and that's not even oh. that's, that's true, isn't it? Like, yeah, I know. It's just like I was, I was listening to a guy on the other day, like a doctor, and he said, like you know about um diabetes is like the biggest growing thing it's like the thing that they spend the most money on in the nhs like mm. diabetes and stuff and he says you know where you would find the worst he said if you want to look anywhere for the worst things to eat as a diabetic where would you look what, what on the government food pyramid yeah Government <laughs> pyramid, NHS yeah. website, diabetes, yeah. diabetes UK. It's like the worst things that are going to shoot you into the levels of like the things yeah. they're recommending to eat. It's like this. I know it is like the the fact that you can still like how you can just how easy it is for kids to buy vapes and things like that. Like oh, these yeah. are proven to be proven to kill people, but just remember, if the government really cared about your health, they would just ban these things immediately. They would just because they do have the ability to just click the fingers and make things go away. So if they really cared about your health that much, those monster things, those high energy drinks. Yeah, we I just did a first aid course at work um, just last week, and it was really interesting because the guy he had a very varied background. He was in the military as a medic, and then he he does private um, first aid stuff. And he was and he 
be just paid privately to go and spend a week on the emergency services with the NHS just to watch how they worked. He said, I wasn't allowed to even speak. I wasn't allowed to interrupt. I just I just wanted to watch how they worked, to pick up on stuff. So he was an interesting guy. And he was saying the amount of cases that they're getting with kids having um, like cardiac problems and adrenal gland problems because of these monster energy drinks. He said it's there's something like it's like a twenty three thousand percent increase over the past five years. It's just mental. But even the size of one of those cans, it's like a is it like a pint or like half a liter? <laughs> Kids are drinking like three, four, five a day. That's ridiculous. My oh, boys two thousand milligrams of caffeine a day. It's, it's My boys sometimes have them when yeah. before like Will goes to play football and stuff and like they hide them from me because you know I just go on for about two hours about how bad they are <laughs> yeah they're so, they're so acidic but I, 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 I get it I get it in terms of the the kids perspective it's kind of the, the advertising's really good they yeah. will they'll probably taste nice they do they'll definitely get a caffeine hit so they'll feel good but it's the good and when you're a kid you don't think what the long-term effects do you no, well, Jesus, no. When I when I was uh, like Will's age, I used to pretty much mainline Dr Pepper into my veins. <laughs> like I cringe when I think back. Well, I, I think what well, Will's burning it all off at least. But it's like I just think uh, he knows, like he knows because he's got me on in, in his ear. So yeah, one day it'll all go in. But it's like yeah, they hide, they do hide them from us because I see them in the bin. <laughs> what would you do if you caught them vaping? Oh, he'd never do. He wouldn't. You know, that <laughs> is the line that he would never cross. I think he, uh, he values his lungs too much to to vape. Yeah. Said loads of his friends do though, but that's what I mean. It's so accessible, isn't it? I know, and they have things like kind of tutti frutti or ice cream flavor. It's like, and you're not yeah. marketing that towards kids. Like, it's just awful. No, he wouldn't dare vape. We've got people. We've got people in the gym doing it. So in between sets, they pull a vape out their inside pocket. Have a quick thing. Oh, yeah, 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 in the gym, like <laughs> you might as well just bring a can of Stella into the gym. <laughs> You're out as well. <laughs> yeah. I once had. Vaped in a Zumba class, and then um, but my best one was like a girl who left my Pilates class to go and get a bag of chips. <laughs> Aye. You might as well just own it at that point. <laughs> like she was the one at the beginning who was going like, "Um, oh, I really need to lose some weight. Like, will this class help us lose weight?" And then, like halfway through, she's like, "I can't do this. I'm going to go get a bag of chips." Yeah. <laughs> like, well. no, <laughs> yeah. Okay then, my dear. Well, it's been great talking to you, Dan. And yeah. like I said, I'm at organicplotis.co.uk and Instagram and Facebook please give us a follow. If you like listening to us, please leave a review. We are on Podbean, Alexa, Audible, Spotify, all of the listenable places. Yeah, and this is episode 119. So if you do like what we're talking about, there's there's a big back catalogue of stuff to go through. Uh, definitely listen to some of our podcasts because they're interesting and still stand strong, Dan. It's our legacy, this. Yeah, anything from conspiracy theories to the placebo effect to holistic health there's a quite a broad spectrum of stuff we <laughs> rant on about isn't it oh yeah we like a good rant yeah all right then i think we've gone on for a quite a while 47 yeah. minutes god right okay i'm gonna end the stream so bye everyone see you soon <laughs>